Here's what's coming up on today's show. And really putting the money aside and seeing the people and seeing where you're gifted to help people uh, and then selling yourself uh, as an appropriate means of, of solving someone's problem. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. I am Ben Schrock and joining me today is a good friend of mine slash good attorney slash just a good old kind of guy, Joel Cavanaugh. Joel, welcome back or welcome to the show. You haven't been in there, so welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Ben. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for all the, the nice words. <laughs> yeah, you didn't pay me to do that, so it's, it's, I stand by that word. No, no, Ben lies for free. It's right. perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, today we're going to spend a little bit of time, um, we do this in two episodes, talk a little bit about uh, Joel, uh, the attorney, the business owner that he is. Um, and then the second part, talk a little bit about uh, estate planning and, and ask him some questions about that. So, uh, Joel, just to get started here, give me a little bit of background. Obviously, you know, Joel and I went to high school together. You were my sister's age. You're Cassie's age, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I was a year ahead of Cassie. Uh, graduated high school from Wadsworth in 06. Spent a year at Cedarville University, uh, and then I transferred to be a zip. So I went to the University of Akron for undergrad. I uh, got a degree in English, uh, and then I went to the University of Akron Law School and uh, graduated from there, passed the bar, and yeah. got licensed as an attorney. Did you always uh, know you wanted to be an attorney? Like, why English, and what led it to be an attorney? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I had no clue what I wanted to do. I remember doing a project in, I think it was like sophomore year of high school. Yeah, we had uh, Mr. Callahan. Yeah. Uh, and I did a presentation, and he said, yeah. Two career paths for you. You should be a preacher or you should be a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> so I knew when I went to college, uh, I wanted to steer as far away from math as I could. Yeah. I like reading and I like writing. And um, I got married uh, right before I went to law school and I knew I needed a career. So I took a flyer. I went yeah. to law school. Uh, I was scared to death because everybody was pre-law. Sure. Uh, and so when I went in, I'm like, man, I'm the English guy. I'm going to, I'm going to really struggle. <laughs> and then they're like, well, this is all reading and writing. It's like, all right. You chose the right path. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, from there on, it was just, uh, very clear. That nice. That's what I wanted to do. Was there a point in time, uh, in law school that you knew what you wanted to focus on? I mean, cause your, your main focus is more estate planning, right? It is. Yeah. You're well versed. You do a lot of different practices, yeah. but mostly estate planning. Yeah, mostly estate planning, uh, real estate business, a lot of transactional things, not a lot of confrontational things. Yeah. Uh, so I knew pretty early on that just in keeping with who I am, I like writing. So I like drafting documents. I mm-hmm. like reading contracts and analyzing them. Not a big fan of uh, going in the courtroom and fighting. Yeah. So I, I tried to steer as far away from that as I could. Good. So you graduated, got married, um, graduated, passed the bar. Uh, took you to where? What What was the first landing spot um, post-law uh, school? Yeah, so uh, I had uh, done a three-year internship with the uh, city of Parma. So mm-hmm. uh, the city of Parma had a law department, and I worked for them, just answering questions for people around the city, anything they needed with their fire chief, uh, police chief, anything like that. Um, and the law director at the time um, had a private firm, and I asked him about a job, and he said, well, you don't want to work in the public side. I'll take you to the private side. And so uh, their firm did estate planning, 
real estate, Medicaid, uh, all the stuff I really wanted to do. And sure. So from there, uh, I took a job straight when I passed the bar and ended up coming back to Wadsworth for quite a bit of time at Palisac McIlvain and then uh, made the move to go to Akron and, and work downtown. Yeah. And all during this time, you have a supporting wife at home, right? And Yeah. Three kids. Three kids, yeah. I've got uh, Rachel and I. Uh, we've been married 12 years. This will be 13. Wow. Yeah, we uh, we met in middle school. Uh, we both played soccer for the respective teams. We were both goalies, <laughs> but only one of us was all state, all county, and the girls player of the year. <laughs> so uh, we got married uh, right uh, around the end of college, and then Right after law school, had uh, our first kid in 2015. And okay. So we've got an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. Wow. Busy yeah. house. Busy house. Busy but fun. Yeah. And uh, Rachel's at home with the kiddos? Yeah. Yeah, she does a great job there. Yeah. She's, uh, man, she never stops. Yeah. You Allows know? you to come after hours, record a podcast with me. Yeah. Right? She's real happy with us. Oh, she loves you. <laughs> I teased somebody because they asked what I did for a living, and I said, a lawyer. They said, you must work a lot. I said, yeah, it's around 60, 70 hours a week. They said, what's your wife do? I said, she's got the harder job. Yeah. She's 24-7 at home. You know? <laughs> like, it never stops. Couldn't agree more with you on that. So um, now you, you went to, uh, you know, we met when you were with Palisac, and, uh, you know, when I was, I forget what year that was, Joel, when we, we ended up connecting, but I was always looking for a good estate planning attorney, and then, uh, you got introduced at the Chamber of Commerce lunch, and I'm like, perfect. So I shot off an email and, you know, obviously reconnected with you and, and have been, you know, sending clients, referring clients back and forth ever since. And it's been a great relationship. Our clients love you, and, and uh, you know, you do a great job for them. But, uh, you know, Palisac took you to then Akron, mm -hmm. right? And now... Yep. Akron is kind of, you know, through the, uh, you know, we don't have to go through the details of the events there, but you ended up in Fairlawn, still kind of associated with Akron, but you're kind of running your own business now, right? Yeah, I am. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, it was around 2016 or so I, I came back to the area okay. and uh, huge blessing. I got to work for Palisac, McIlvain, Hoffman and Morse here in town uh, until 2019. Fantastic folks, uh, left on great terms, mm -hmm. still very good with all the people there but uh, I met my my boss and really wanted to follow him and learn from him and he had passed and so once he passed away I took over his business and now that I own the business driving to downtown doesn't seem uh, sure appealing Fair, <laughs> Fairlawn's a little better of a commute yeah but, uh, so talk to me a little bit about owning the business so you, you go under your your boss at the time and and you know, I think, you know, we, we were talking about it. He was kind of grooming it, right? He was ready, getting ready for retirement, kind of grooming you guys to, to take over the, the shop. So you kind of were, you know, getting ready to. Then, unfortunately, he passed and, and um, you know, kind of thrown into the fire, right? So now you are a business owner. What, what's life like under, you know, working for him and then also now owning the business? Yeah, uh, it was big change. Uh, you know, going from being one of the cogs in the machine to being sure. the machine you yeah. know uh, so I'd say the adjustment is just that uh, you realize that every decision you make matters more because you're not just making decisions for yourself yeah. um, you know I have eight employees and so every decision I make impacts them too so sure. uh, 
a lot of freedom in owning your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get people that tell me all the time, you could take off whenever so you want lucky, to. Right? It's true. Yeah. I could never work another day if I wanted to. Yeah. Now, eight other people are going to be out of jobs and mad at me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so um, it's learning a lot about balance. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that um, it doesn't really matter if you're in the legal field or the financial planning field. Uh, owning a business is very similar, I think, across all platforms. It's, it's really... Um, Knowing your craft and knowing it well, sure. understanding your market, uh, understanding your value in that market, and really putting the money aside and seeing the people and sure. seeing where you're gifted to help people, uh, and then selling yourself yeah. uh, as an appropriate means of, of solving someone's problem. Absolutely. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, too. It's, it's as soon as you eliminate that the money side of it right obviously in transactional based business you know it's not a non-for-profit company but the the willingness to help people in our community and and everyone in our office just preaches that that's what we're in this business to do is help people in our community and once you truly buy into that and believe that it's amazing how the business just kind of takes off in it yeah yeah because um People can tell, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, people can see through you, even if you think you're good at it. Yep. Uh, I mean, we, we just got back from a vacation and um, it was very obvious the places you <laughs> went where they all they wanted was your money. Sure. It's like you spend X to get in the door. Now here's an add on for five and here's this for 10 <laughs> or even flying on the airplane. You know? Right. Here's your Coke for free. You want a little rum in it? It's going to cost you. <laughs> sure. You know? It's like you can tell when someone's being very... Uh, very transparent about yeah. wanting the money and and it's just it's off-putting for people and absolutely knowing that someone has your best interest at heart makes you feel a little more comfortable yeah and i think that's also a way to you know stick out from the crowd right you know you drive down the street and you got you know how many financial advising firms how many law offices and you know how do you really separate yourself from the pack and i think that's a great way obviously and and I know, do you ever feel like any issues with that? You're not just, you know, you open up the phone book, right? The old phone books. I don't even know if they make them anymore. <laughs> and go to the attorney section and how many pages of attorneys there are. So how does, you know, Joel Cavanaugh stick out from the crowd in that case? And I, th- I think that's it. I mean, I think it's um, if you treat people well, mm-hmm. they're going to tell people. Yeah. You treat them poorly, they're going to tell people too. Sure. It's just the results are quite different. Uh, <laughs> There. So uh, thankfully for us, we, we really don't do any marketing. Um, mm-hmm. We don't seek clients out. Uh, it's just you serve somebody well, there's a chance you're going to get three more people from that. Yeah. Kind of, mouth. kind of like a Ponzi scheme. It's yeah. just, you know, <laughs> right. we're, not, we're not committing fraud or anything like that. <laughs> oh, that's great. So the uh, uh, running the business and being an attorney... And being a dad and a, and a husband, I mean, how, how do you how do you balance that? I know I personally struggle with all those hats you got to wear, right? You're a business owner one day. You're also an advisor serving clients and, uh, you know, a husband to my wife and, and a father to the kids. How does Joel balance that? You know, I know how I kind of try to juggle it all, and sometimes I do well, sometimes I don't. But uh, how does Joel do it? Yeah, it, it's a tough question. It's one that I'm always searching for. Yeah, uh, It's one that, like you said, I think sometimes I do it well and sometimes not. Um, I think the biggest realization to me is that in most circumstances, I tend to be the problem. Yeah. And so if I can just get out of my own way, uh, things work smoother for other people. So um, for me, the changes I've noticed is I don't have a lot of me time or free time, mm-hmm. and I can rebel against that, and it's problematic, or I can just accept <laughs> it, <Embrace> it. <laughs> and, and learn to love it and live in it, you know? And so I think um, 
Part of that is, uh, I, I always tease people, you know, every week you get 168 beans. You can allocate those beans any way you want. You got to sleep a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. You got to work a certain amount of time. And you've got family, you've got friends, you've got everything you want to do. Yep. So it's just a matter of being conscious about where you're putting those beans and making sure that if, you know, if you have a, a hours worth of free time a day, your individual choices don't matter as much. If you've got minutes of free time, sure, every second matters. And so um, I try to be more conscious and intentional about how I'm spending my time and about thinking through the logic of, of those decisions. Sure. That makes sense. Now it, it's, you know, the, the one thing I always I always look at when when it's you know owning your own business and and doing this the comments of you know must be nice right must mm -hmm. have all this free time um, so I always ask the the I interview a lot of business owners and on this and talk to them so is it nice yeah is I'm sure it is right it is nice but you know is it really nice to, to own your own business do people really see through all the stuff that you have to deal with on a on a daily basis that that you take home with you. Or, or can you draw that line? I know I struggle with that, you know, separating that, that work from home sometimes. But, you know, how do you do it? I think everybody struggles with it. Um, I mean, I'll tease you just in an anecdote. Uh, my, my daughter started playing softball. And um, I got asked by the lady who's coaching, we're friends with, uh, mm -hmm. to be an assistant coach. And I tell you what, I was thrilled. And my <laughs> wife goes, why are you so happy? And I said, because someone is going to tell me what to do. Right. I don't have to make decisions. I just have to go, hey, go shag fly balls. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. You know, So there's, um, there's definitely a trade-off no matter what. Sure. Um, I think the pros of owning a business and being able to um, have the freedom to set a schedule, uh, to you know, take time off when you want, it's, it's definitely outweighs the cons. But I would say that a lot of people don't understand that um, – when you own a business, you are the business. And so um, every, every, like I say, every choice you make impacts somebody. Yeah. Uh, and you get to a point where people, uh, people no longer see you, they just see your business. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it's one of those where I can't, I can't go out socially without someone pinning me as you're the lawyer. Right. And so let's go talk to the lawyer because I got a question. You know? sure. Let's go talk to Ben about how the markets oh, are, yeah. you know, so. Um, <laughs> hey, well, I'll have you real quick. I got a, I got a quick yeah, question. I'm guilty of yeah. it for you too. So. Which is which is fine. I mean, we, we all do it yeah. and we all, you know, know it. Um, but it's where I tease where it's like, you're right. And mm -hmm. I set my own salary. Yeah. And if you factor in the amount of time I spend doing everything, I'm, I'm maybe making minimum Below wage. minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Well, that's great stuff, man. We'll kind of wrap things up here, and uh, I'll let Joel plug his information. Um, part two, we're going to talk more uh, about estate planning. Uh, I'm going to quiz him on some estate planning stuff. Um, Joel, if you share out your information here, how people can contact you, office number, um, and maybe email address if they have any questions, and then we'll kind of wrap things up and head on to episode two. Yeah, thanks, Ben. I appreciate that. Um, uh, like Ben said, I do estate planning. I do a lot of wills, trusts. Uh, I do a lot of probate and estate administration. And you can reach me at 330-253-2227. Uh, or if you want, email is always preferred. It's joel, uh, J-O-E-L, at N-E-O-L-A-W dot biz. 
Awesome. Thanks, Joel. And if you guys have any questions for us, you can reach us here at the office at 330-473-1060. Or feel free to reach out to us on our website at www.bashrock-fg.com. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Ben. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.